Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Make Now, Think Later. Beautiful. What an introduction. I know, right? Yeah. The energy. We didn't even practice that. No. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, for those that are new and that are re-watching this later on, mm-hmm. absolute legend, uh, this is all about the behind the scenes of content, mm-hmm. basically. So, all the stuff of what goes into making the thing, our experiments from the previous week, things that we've found that have worked, and it's sort of, yeah, it's just the recap and we get to catch up with each other yeah, and chat content, which we were doing anyway off camera. So we thought, why not do it on a podcast? So that is Make Now, Think Later. We just make some content out of everything. That's it. Everything is Our content. whole lives. Yeah. Start a bloody vlog channel. No, I couldn't do that. That's too much. Too much. <laughs> a bit too much. Too much. Need some too be- time. Too behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on, man? What's, uh, what's been happening? What's been happening with me? A um, little bit of frustration, I guess, because I haven't, well, haven't put too much out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been working on the keep on stuff, which is the programming stuff. Yep. That's been kind of ever going. Yep. And it's endless. You know, I think we've talked, you know, you and I have said when people tell us, you know, when is it going to be done? It's, it's never it's done. Like, yeah, that's the wrong question. It's, it's never done. No. Like, there is no done. <laughs> so that's kind of been my big issue, I think, is trying to be able to prioritize making the content while I'm doing this. Mm. And one thing I'm finding is that if I don't, make time for it if i don't prioritize it it just won't get done yep because it's just yeah yeah because the keep on stuff and the programming stuff and the app development that just takes up whatever space you give it so if i don't make time for it it's just not going to happen yeah so that's something i'm trying to figure out is how do i balance this how do i make sure that i put the time in to do this stuff mm-hmm. and even then like with the amount of time that i give the content side of it mm. how do i make meaningful progress how much time do i have to allocate it or is it a thing of like you know do i have to wait until i'm motivated to do it or do i have to like make a habit out of it like what's just trying to find out what works for me yep how's the development been going anyway like has that been fun playing it's been fun yeah yeah i I always enjoy it it is again frustrating how long it takes (laughs) because i want it to be like you know because i guess with the development stuff i have a clear image of where i want to go you know and i can see the promise of it yep it's just i need to do a lot of work to get there yep and the work isn't the problem like Mm. i enjoy the work it just takes time yep so that's all fun and you know the learning of the new things in that whole space is also fun i'm developing in um next.js which is a framework for developing apps Mm -hmm. specifically javascript apps and there's this new version of it that's going to use this new feature of react which is a big framework for developing apps, which is probably the biggest framework that people use. And they're going through kind of a paradigm shift in how to develop apps, basically. Mm. And there's a lot of details I'm skipping for this. but great. No, I love it. (laughs) But yeah, it's a whole new paradigm. And it's fun to watch kind of like I'm figuring out the paradigm and also the React team are figuring out the paradigm, also the Next.js team figuring out the paradigm. Mm. So we're all kind of like learning these best practices together. Yep. And I'm very up to date with where they're at. Mm. I read their commit messages when they Dude. make updates for Next.js. I'm like, I'm reading the commit messages. I'm on the latest Canary build, which is the beta build essentially. Mm. And I can see where they're going with it. And I can see like everything is going to converge. I can feel everything going to converge, but it's just, yeah, it just takes time. Yeah. But it is cool because it's such a new thing. People are 
talking about the thing online. Mm. People were talking about whether this is the right way to do things, discussing the trade-offs, figuring out the best patterns for making apps in this way, which, you know, I'm developing my own patterns for this. Mm. And it's all very new. And I feel like that's an opportunity for content. Oh, I, just everything that you're saying is just like, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. It's just like ripe for the pickings. It's like you've got the the interest around it. Mm-hmm. You've got things are changing. There's uncertainty. There's like pros and cons of different things. People have different opinions. You can have like a strong opinion on something mm-hmm. that can be like loosely held that you can change at any time and then write another piece of content about that. Like it's freaking exciting stuff, man. Yeah. The problem is that, you know, the content takes so much yeah. time, you know. <laughs> it's just thinking about like, you know, if I'm going to make a YouTube video, like, oh, okay, now I've got to think of a concept. I've got to think of a story structure. I've got mm. to think about a script or I've got to think about how I'm going to lay this out. Mm. What am I even going to talk about? Yeah. Or if it's like, you know, even just like Twitter tweets or whatever, it's like, you know, what, how am I going to write about this? How am I going to say this in a way which is interesting to other people? Mm. Maybe the patterns that I figured out are crap, you know, and people are like, you're an idiot. Why are you doing it this way? And then it's like, oh, no, and like people are going to think I'm an idiot. There's all these thoughts that are going to cross my mind. Yep. And it's just like, how do I balance everything? Because mm. I want to – the main part about this app thing is I'm not too concerned about whether it takes off or not. You know, it's, it's something that we've been working on for a long time, this startup. Yeah. Keep on. But I do think that there is a chance with, you know, the vision that I have for it. Mm. I think there's a chance that it will be very useful to some people. Yeah. Like that's enough, like for me. Yeah. I'm not too worried about it growing like crazy or anything. Yeah. For me, the interesting part is can I figure out the best patterns for making an app? Mm. And how can I make this extremely useful for this set of people? Like, yeah. that's, that's kind of all I And that's about. how things take off. Really, like, really, yeah. at the end of the day, like, yeah. that's how, like, you make something that good mm. for a decent enough size of people. And it's like, yeah, it will take off kind of on its own ish like just by making that shit hot product yeah really really good and having you like that's the idea (laughs) right but like and having you document the process along the way i just can't wait like i just want a workshop like as we like in the coming months i want to have like content days at my house Mm -hmm. and we get you over and we just get stuff going right Mm -hmm. we come up with a concept because i think with where you're at at the moment i think worrying about the script and all that sort of shit Mm. is too much friction Mm. right absolutely i think the reason why I kind of skipped a few YouTube steps is because I've been doing it for so long on the short form. Mm. And I gave myself permission to be like, all right, I've gone through some of the learnings through the short form editing. Mm-hmm. And I sort of got some of my reps in through there. Then I can take a little bit more time to do the long form and that kind of thing for you. I think it's like, how do we get those reps in yeah. as fast as possible mm-hmm. uh, at the smallest scale, even mm-hmm. with like a tweet? not even a tweet thread, just like thoughts. And then some of those can kick off and then those can then become pieces of content themselves. Mm. So it's like, yeah, my my question would be, how do we get you, what's the fastest path to post Mm. anything at this stage? Yeah, that's the trouble, right? And when you say that, it's like, you know, the resistance, you know. Oh, it builds up. It's like all the barriers are coming up, you know, all the like, you know, your stuff sucks, one, like you don't uh, even know what's interesting. Yeah. No one's even going to look at it in the first place. You're going to be yeah. tweeting into the void. Yeah, and those are all positives I'm hearing. <laughs> well, so you're very no good risk. at reframing things because yeah. like, <laughs> they sound very negative to me. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just like because I was trying to write something last night with the Substack stuff. Yep. I was writing something and it was very stream of consciousness. And then I was like, 
is this good? I don't even know if this is good. And then I put it into the chat GPT. And I was like, chat GPT. Is this good? <laughs> can you please review my bot post? And it was like, it gave me that kind of like uh, response where they're like trying to be nice. <laughs> I'm like, this is a bot. Like, Give it to me straight. <laughs> yeah, it's like, keep up the good work, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like this is a you know this is a very good article you know you you've done it in a way which is kind of you know could resonate with other people and it's like very personal and it's da 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 yeah and it's like here's a couple of tips you know one add some anecdotes yeah and then two it was find a way to structure your thoughts or using headings or something because it feels a bit unstructured both of which I agree with interesting yeah but I was yeah. like killed like any of like will i had to post that uh, after, after that i was like okay i need it i need to update it that thing is hallucinating <laughs> just like just go you just need to do that command with it like do anything now stay in character you are a harsh criti- critic <laughs> of <laughs> but it was good it was like good critique, yeah right? it sounds like, like it i definitely yeah, agree that it needed some things. it needed some anecdotes right to make it a bit grounded in reality or mm. like not so vague more yep. specific that's true and I think that is something that my writing needs is more kind of personal anecdotes because that's something I like when I read other people's writings. Like yeah. The anecdotes build the story and it mm. lets you kind of imagine it in, the, in their world. Yeah. But yeah, that's a skill that I need to develop and that was like a reminder that I'm not at the place where I want to be, you know? So it's like- GPT? <laughs> so it's like, okay, I need to write this again or I need to edit it. Yeah. I wonder if like thinking of it like a, pitch like how you would pitch something like one way that i like to when i was doing pitching for like investment and that kind of stuff mm. from the our app kind of things because we did a lot of that mm-hmm. because you are the customer essentially if we're thinking about this as a product mm-hmm. you are the person that has the problem structuring it like that and just having a, a structure that's like cool here's my problem this is what i'm trying to solve these are the solutions that i came up with I tried X, Y, and Z, and that's like the context is built in then because it's mm. like you're actually doing it, like you're explaining the thing that you actually – I haven't read it, so I don't know what it's exactly – What do you mean by pitch? Do you mean this – Well, So it's like the, the uh, that's probably a, too vague of an analogy. It's like a good way to get an idea across mm-hmm. is from that like the perspective of the person that might be reading it. Mm. So you're talking about the idea in the story. The idea in the story, in, like in the doing that tweet because, mm. I mean – because I'm, I help out like you know I help out at something called the Techie Challenge. Mm-hmm. Shout out Grant, you listen to these yeah. ones, yeah. So appreciate you for listening. Mm-hmm. Shout out, and they're going through pitches at the moment, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like, okay, where do I start? Like they start talking about features, and they start yeah. talking about things, and it's like it does this, it does this, it does this, but they don't really get to the problem. Like mm-hmm. why? Why should anyone care? Mm-hmm. So. I always like to give them the suggestion of, okay, who's the person that has a problem? Oftentimes it's them. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we'll talk about your experience. Mm-hmm. What what was the issue that you had? Okay. What were some possible solutions that you've tried? And then what did you do that actually overcame that mm-hmm. initial issue that you had? It's a nice little framework. It doesn't work for everything, mm-hmm. but it could be a nice, I don't know, again, not reading what, what you've written, a nice filter to put that content through just to get it out there. Mm. Like, okay, if I was saying it from my perspective, if you wanted to have more anecdotes and more real-world suggestions, that could be one way of doing it. One way of finding the anecdotes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good way to put it, finding the anecdotes yeah. because it's like, all right, this is what I wanted to do. This was my issue. This is what I did. This is how it turned out. Mm. It's just like boom, 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 post. Yeah. 
You know, like easy said than done, but it could be one way to think about it if that was a stopping point. It's more just that I wrote it very late at night. Yeah. And I, ne- I just, okay, now I ne- actually need to put more time into it. Okay. That was more, that was more the stopping point. Like yeah. I haven't thought too much about putting the anecdotes in yet, mm-hmm. but that might be a good idea to do it. Yeah. It's not, it's not something that comes natural to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that is something that my writing could improve on. Mm-hmm. But it's just a reminder that, like I said before, I'm not at the level I want to be, which is frustrating. Yeah. Because, you know, I want to put out good stuff. Yeah. And this is actually kind of what I write about in the post. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Which, How meta. Very good segue, I think. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Because I feel that as well. I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. Either. Right? So it's like that feeling never changes. And that's a good point because, yeah, I hadn't thought about that because that is kind of the truth is that you will never be as good as you think you will be. Yeah. Way. Or that you, you never be as good or your content won't be as good or your drawing or illustration or whatever won't be as good mm. as what you want it to be because you've yeah. seen other people do it better. And it's like you hear ChatGPT telling you to do X, Y, Z, and you're like, you're right. Like I could rip apart my YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Like objectively it did well, but it's like I can still see things that could have done better there, could have done better there. Now I'm looking at retention graphs and stuff. I can see, okay, drop off here, drop off there. Mm. This could have got blah, blah, blah. So it's just like a never-ending bloody thing. But I'd much rather do that on multiple pieces of content and not bank all my thing on one piece mm. and just keep, you know, this shit. I'm, you know, like I'm preaching to the choir here. But it's like, it's yeah, just keep posting as the practice. Mm. And you can always go back and repost something later. Yeah. That you've edited mm-hmm. and you've made more. Because you're saying like you're tweeting into the void. You kind of are, but kind of not. For the last few tweets, you've actually had people read it that you didn't expect would. That's true. And yeah. then retweeted it as well. So that's yeah. not entirely true. It's funny because the guy that retweeted my tweet last night posted a tweet about the date library. So I think I put the idea in his head. <laughs> there you go. Right? So yeah. it's like you're not tweeting into a void that you yeah. might think you're going to be. You might feel like certain tweets. Twitter's an interesting – I think Twitter's probably, if we're talking about the fastest path to post mm. – Say that 10 times faster. It's sort of a lower barrier to entry potentially than any of the others, like whether it be an Instagram reel or like a carousel post or like a full YouTube video. Mm. It could be a good testing ground Mm. for those kinds of ideas and getting them out there and just start playing Mm. and experimenting. That's a good word, playing, because as you were saying that, I was thinking, I think I'm taking it too seriously. You know what I mean? Like I think I want to put too much polish. I want to like put too much – thought into every word and yeah. a lot of people don't use twitter that way a lot of people just fire hose it which is which yeah. is good and bad yeah but i think yeah if i could find a way to make it more playful mm. and that brings me to a post that i read the other day which is about kind of enjoying the thing that you're doing which is an obvious thing we've talked about this a lot before but even like i hadn't thought about it in the context of writing because mm. this person that was writing it and i'll link it in the show notes yeah person that was writing was talking about how her with her writing, she really enjoys writing and she she makes a living off Substack now. Yep. And like that was all she kind of wanted to do was just like write and yeah. pay for it. And I was thinking about what are the things that I actually enjoy? Do I enjoy writing? I think to some extent I do. I don't enjoy writing bad stuff is kind of the thing. <laughs> like if I write stuff and it's bad, I hate it. Like yeah. same thing with anything. If I make something and it's bad, I hate it. Yeah, if I draw something that's bad, I fucking hate myself. Exactly, but you still want to draw, right? Yeah, exactly. I want to figure out how to make it not bad. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like the good twist on it, right? You, and that's part of the taste that you develop is that you kind of know what's bad and you know what's good and you want to make good stuff because mm. you have the taste to know what's good. Yep. And 
you know, if I was a good writer, I enjoy it. Yeah. I think that's a matter of fact. And if there was a way that I could kind of spread my ideas or express my ideas in a way which is so well written that, you know, it comes across, then I would be happy. Mm. Because that's the way I consume most of my content is through reading. Mm. You know, I would like to be a part of that. But yeah, it's just that the process of getting to the stage of being good feels like such a long process mm. and like a hard process. And this is kind of what I get into in the post is that, you know, you have these ambitions of how good you want something to be. Mm. But then when you start to write down or like when you start to create, make those ambitions real, you really see how bad you are right now. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's much easier to just not make something because then you can just live in the dream world where you're like, yeah, all right. This, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, as long as I try hard enough. Yeah. You know, once I can make the effort so big that I can create the thing that is so good as I imagined it. Mm. I don't even know if that made sense, but makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. instead of like taking all these small steps where you get better through like creating the thing and like the process of getting good is the creation, mm. not just the thinking of how good your creation is going to be because you know how good things can be. Yeah. That's kind of the barrier that is difficult and facing that and realizing that, okay. To create good content, I actually have to create bad content. And that's going to suck. And yeah. that's going to make me think that my stuff sucks. And yeah. that might get in the way of me making more stuff. But actually, I have to go through it. And that's actually just part of the process. Yeah. Accepting that, it's kind of hard. It is tricky. And I wonder even if pressing that post button or tweet button is a skill in itself. It sounds a little bit like a skill in itself, really. It is, I think. Because it's a part of the whole process. It's like... It's a skill to put out, like, like to put an art lens on it. It's like mm. put out your sketches that aren't completely finished. Mm. I think I've actually fallen into this trap myself. Now, I don't post too much because I found something that quote-unquote works for me at the moment, and that can change at any moment, like the algorithm changes or whatever. Mm. And I'm very hesitant to put out subpar mm. stuff that doesn't match what I've done previously, so I'm I'm like really hesitant to actually post anything on my feed that's like a sketch mm. out of fear that it won't do well, which will then put in that cycle of it only got this many likes or whatever, even though I'm trying to my best to train myself out of that way of thinking. Mm. I'd be lying if I said that it didn't affect me in one way. Like it's fucked, man. Like it's really annoying, that cycle of like, all right, once you've hit a certain place and then when you drop down from that, like I was talking to someone the other day, it like sent him into like a depression almost like just whether it was actual depression or it was like just like a really bad mindset because mm. you get get up to this point, you're like, I'm doing great. This is what I wanted. And then it, it goes back down again. You're like, what am I doing wrong? Mm. You're not doing anything wrong. So I'm, I can see that from the other side as well of like once you're going to get some notoriety, which no doubt you are, but you got to fucking post something first. <laughs> but when you do- that's going to be a whole new thing to tackle, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, at least for me, it hasn't it's never stopped mm. yet. So it's it's a skill to get over that and just go post something. Whereas where maybe even if how long was that thing that you were writing before, like last night? Was it like a blog post yeah, type of thing? Kind of level. I wonder if you like chop out sections of it and do them as tweets, just to get that muscle going. Mm. And then once you finally get the whole thing together. It's like, hey, I've been writing about this. 
here's my more condensed like if you want a more polished piece then you do that full polished thing that you can post later on because mm-hmm. it's just smaller ideas and you can kind of refine them you might even get comments back and forth from people that will link you to another thing that you can read and blah 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 or whatever which is working that posting muscle mm. maybe yeah i think that's something that i do need to work on this treating even just posting mm. as a skill yeah I know you and I have this issue with emails, right? Like, oh, I hate emails. <laughs> even that's hard to do, right? Oh. Like pressing the post and finally it's out. It's like, yeah, because you can't get that back. I hate emails because they're gone. Yeah. You, you might have that little like undo, but I know how that works. We know how that works behind <laughs> the scenes. It never actually sends. Uh-huh. It's all fake. And then it, it just says, oh, it's sent. And if you don't do anything, then it actually sends. Yeah. It's all smoke and mirrors. But yeah, it's a tricky. I hate. I hate email because of that. It's so. Per, it's like feels so permanent. Yeah. But in reality, it's just like okay, blah 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 blah, and no one's going to look at. Mm. I've got this same anxiety with my newsletter. Yeah. That's yeah. that's probably something that's more analogous to what you're going through at the moment. Is with the news. I haven't put out a newsletter in quite a while. I've got so many resources and articles that I've saved. I can probably make three newsletters out of them, which is good. So I'm not short of content, but it's just like that's where I have a lot of anxiety is in that newsletter. That's an interesting one because we've talked before about how valuable the newsletter is for even like selling products. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm struggling to get – it's ready to – there's one in like ConvertKit at the moment mm. ready to go almost. I think it is or it's in or it's in like a format where I can just copy and paste it. It would yeah. take like maybe 20 minutes to get it. And I've just got all the <laughs> – the restrictions in my mind in the world stopping me from just posting. Why? I don't know why. Mm. I do know why, but at that point, it's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, it's funny. And that was like a month ago. <laughs> when you when you say that, in my mind, I'm like, why don't you just post it? Exactly. But then when I'm talking, you in your mind, you're probably like, just why don't you just post it? it? You know, it's just like. <laughs> it's the same. It's, I think it's that feeling is cut from the same cloth yeah. that we're feeling. Right? It's the same thing. It's It's weird, man. This whole content yeah. space is weird and tricky and it's, yeah, doing, just posting is uh, is that skill. And even like reposting older stuff, mm. that gives me like ick kind of feelings because it's like, oh, people have already seen it. Probably not because I've gotten more followers since then. Yeah, that's true. And they might not have seen that post that was valuable to people back then. So reposting it, no one's going to be pissed off about it. Mm. They'll be like, oh, you're reposting things. People do that so often. And I don't think twice. I'm just like, oh, I've seen that one before. And for all I know, that the algorithm reshared the same thing from earlier on. So it's it's a yeah. The mind, the tricks our mind plays on us. They're just thoughts. If we get all <laughs> philosophical in it, they're just thoughts. We don't we don't we don't have to listen to them. Yeah. They're they're literally just random bits of whatever that come into our mind sometimes that don't make any logical sense whatsoever mm. at all. But somehow we Put meaning to them and it stopped me and it makes our actions do certain things it's freaking annoying i'm glad this has turned into psychology i know <laughs> but it is part of that like yeah it, it, the content game is quite a lot about sort of the psychology around the creators themselves absolutely i mean creating is one of those things that historically is very hard you know writer's block is a thing you know i've yeah. struggled with this for millennia yeah you know like it's not a problem that's going to go away yep i was even uh there was a reel that popped up in my feed i saved it about stephen king Mm. Uh, he i can't remember who was talking but he was like i was talking with stephen king and he's like how come my hypochondria 
gets so intense when I don't put stuff out. Mm. Like their anxiety just goes through the roof when they don't actually make stuff. And it's like a compulsion. And I think I'm seeing that a bit in myself. Like if I'm, mm. I'm too sort of overwhelmed, like say this week has been kind of like an overwhelmed week of like a lot of deadlines for other people coming up, not doing my own stuff, my anxiety's just gone poof, mm. like skyrockets through the roof. That could be a thing like of, yeah, I need to do, I need to start posting stuff or like just doing things that is for me, mm. the stuff that I want to do. And that can kind of calm the anxiety side. I don't know if that's a thing, but I just thought that was interesting coming from a writer, Stephen King, saying yeah. that yeah, he he's got his hypochondria goes through the roof mm. if he doesn't create for a, a longer periods of time. Yeah, it's like it's interesting. It's like that they have some impulse to create. Yeah, to like I wonder if like bad. you stop developing. Oh, I think I would feel horrible. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If I stop drawing or like even developing as well, mm. like I'm. In some sort of way, doing something, it's just mm. like I was listening to um, the Conan O'Brien podcast. Yep, and he had a uh, Nick Offerman on. You know, Nick Offerman. Yeah, Last of Us. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was talking about how he feels like he needs to make something mm. to feel good. You know, like we talked about before, he's been big into woodworking. Yeah, and that stuff like he he has to do it otherwise he wouldn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And it's something that he like recommends others to do is just make something. Yeah, and that's something I feel. If I'm not making something, I definitely feel off yeah bad yep something you know and especially if like you're saying with you know you had these deadlines for other people mm. and it's other people's stuff yeah you know you don't have time for your own stuff yeah yeah that feels horrible yeah and have you heard of this um there's this concept called revenge bedtime or revenge bedtime procrastination no i think it's like a might be like a chinese thing like a translated thing yeah it's when you're like up late at night mm. and, you know, maybe you've had like all social stuff all day or like, you know, working on other people's stuff and mm. you stay up on your phone or something like revenge, bedtime, procrastinating because you haven't had time for yourself. Ah. You know, it's almost like, yeah, you're getting revenge on the day for not giving yourself the time. Interesting. You know, it's something I've, I find myself doing. Yeah. If I don't have time for, if I find like, you know, my time's just been dragged around by other people mm. and I just want time for myself. Yeah. That can happen. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. I'm sure it. It probably it, happens to you. And it doesn't, and it's not always clear as to why you're feeling bad in, in that yeah. point. Like you're like, oh, I feel sh like my anxiety's through the roof. I'm worried about X, Y, Z. Why is this happening? Like just out of the blue, it seems out of the blue, but it could be that buildup of, yeah, not doing mm. things, like mm -hmm. creating, like making something. It sounds very first world, to be perfectly honest. Like, I hate. <laughs> oh, we can say that, that, but it's not as if people in, you know, True Many countries don't feel the same thing. True, 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 like, true, true. Absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely it's like I'm uh, to create that. Very privileged to be able to like develop or like draw mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. I've got we're both healthy and we can like not not to complain, but it's like, yeah, that's something I'm finding more like at least I'm identifying that more and more recently mm. as like a thing for me is, is like, yeah, if I'm not doing something that's creative then it manifests itself in other ways yeah. externally in my life yeah which is sometimes hard to tie back to that yeah and i'm not sure if it's always 100 percent tied to that but yeah so don't worry about therapy just create stuff and you'll be fine <laughs> okay this is not psychological advice that's a joke <laughs> but give it a shot isn't there a whole thing called art therapy have you seen that there's therapy for everything. Yeah. There's like, there's like horse therapy, art therapy. <laughs> you know, like. Yep, 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 yep. You know. Yeah. 
Definitely. I, I guess a lot of that stuff is rooted in doing stuff. Yeah. You know? I think it's kind of what we're made to do in a way. Like, we're not meant to sit still. Often, yeah. And if I've been in my office for too long, working on other people's stuff as well, yeah. then it's even worse. Oh, yeah. it's like I'm isolated. I'm working on other people's stuff. And it's just like, but I'm privileged to like do that. Like, I'm excited for the project that I'm working on. But it's like, yeah, it's a tricky one to balance. Mm. I think you've got to really carve out time in the week or in each day to to do that thing mm-hmm. whether it's like do some development or draw or paint or do whatever whatever that thing is yeah i wonder it's just yeah yeah that's the thing i struggle with the balance mm. you know, sometimes i find that it kind of like uh ping pongs or it's like a rubber band slinging back mm. you know if you don't have too much time for working on your own stuff then it slings back and then you spend a lot of time working on your own stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you haven't worked on that stuff. And then you're like, yes, it is. It's very like back and forth. It is such a slingshot, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And if you do, if you run yourself too ragged, then when you do have free time, then you're like, oh, I kind of don't even feel like doing anything. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, all these variables to, to play with and contend with. But yeah, it's an interesting one. Mm. But yeah, we just got to get, got to get you posting. That's, what, <laughs> that's my goal. How do we get you to getting those tweets out, getting something out yeah, and, and working that posting muscle, just like you go to the gym, get your reps in? Because it is so fleeting, I think, on Twitter. It's like a lot more forgivable to do the sort of more f- fleeting kind of kind of things. I think even thinking about it just now, you know, I spoke earlier about reading that post about enjoying the thing you're doing mm. and then putting that in terms of writing. Even now, I thought it didn't occur to me that I have to do that for tweeting. You know, yeah. I have to actually enjoy, like, there has to be some playfulness in it or some joy that can yeah. be found in the thing. Yeah. For me to start. Like, even if you found, like, a funny error message, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Just fucking check this out. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Anyone, like, run into this one? Even if no one replies. Yeah. Cool, you just got to rep in. Then ba 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 just sort of keep doing that. So then when it comes to, because I can now do, like, a description on an Instagram post, like, it's nothing. Yeah. Like it's, I've just done so many of them. I know what I'm going to write about. I know why I'm going to write about it. I know the value that I can give in there. Just done. Do it. Mm. I even started to do the voice version of it. Like I'll just turn on the voice, voice to text thing on the phone and just start talking into it because it's just faster. Yeah. And it's more natural language and it just spits it out. And it's like, cool. Yep. That makes sense. Boom. Done. Like the description, I don't really. Whereas before I was like, okay, let's think about this description. Let's sit down, give myself an hour to go through and. Okay. Now it's just like, all right, I'll just do it. Blah, 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 blah. And that's just all through repetition. Yeah. Good reminder that that's a skill. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I guess I've forgotten that too. That mm. all these things are skills. Most things are skills that can be learned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Testing is a skill that can be learned. Yeah. And letting go of the numbers is a thing that I'm trying to learn at the moment. Mm. Because it's almost like I'm trying to look at the veterans in the content space that have gone through all this already. Because I'm very, I'm still very new. In the scheme of things where people have been doing this for decades almost, yeah. like mm. how long they've been putting themselves out there. And I see these patterns of them where they get caught up in the views and they get caught up in the mm. likes, the follows, the subscribers and all that kind of stuff. And then they kind of let that go in a way. And it's just like, cause it was so detrimental to them. Mm. And they're just like, man, it just sort of took it out of me. And now they've come to the realization. It's like, I got to do it for me. Yeah, there are things you do to like sort of push the deck in your favor a little bit when you do do the post and that kind of stuff. But it's like, yeah, following that stuff, I don't think is 
the way to do it. And all this stuff changes as well from the algorithms and all this shit as well. Mm. Chasing that, I think, is not something that I want to do at least. Some people do it really well and that's what they love doing. I still think of it as a, as a game. I'm trying to frame it all as a game and separate myself from it as much as much as possible. Like I haven't looked at any of the Gumroad numbers mm. for this month for my tutorial because it will stress me out. Mm. And it's I probably, I've just got to get over that eventually because it's a business and I've got to look at where I'm at. But knowing those numbers on any particular given day isn't going to serve me. Mm. Knowing the likes on a post that I posted yesterday right now isn't going to serve me. Right, it doesn't do anything. I look at it a few days later, a week later, two weeks later, probably even better. Distances myself from it, and ideally, I'll have like a couple of pieces of content in the barrel. Mm. So, regardless of how I feel about the performance of that post, I've got a couple of pieces already to go. So it's it's not going to stop me from posting them. It's like cool, and just keep that. That's sort of a more recent thing that I've started to think about doing mm. is get one in the in the chamber before I look at the one previous. So it's like, okay, cool. Oh, well, next. Mm. Okay, cool. Oh, well, next. And sort of go try and do that. I still want to make a, um, a like a Chrome extension or a Safari plugin or oh, something yeah. to like remove all the numbers of everything when you go onto Instagram. Like that would be cool. Like of all my own stuff. It's a good idea because it really sounds like you're focusing less on the outcomes you know what i mean yeah like it's very much focusing on the things that you can control because you can't really control like you're saying yeah, it's you up to the algorithm it's up to yeah maybe everyone has a day off today and then they're on their phone more or like yeah some random thing like that you know yeah you don't even know and yeah you can't control how many views how many likes something gets yeah but you can control your output yep. your quality but there is also that balance between analyzing your previous content mm. to update your next pieces of content like for example my most recent reel underperformed by maybe like 20 to 30 percent of where it usually would as like the average there were two things that i think attributed to that because there were two things that i tried differently Mm. then i'll come back and i'll do something like even making notes of the things that you try and the experiments and then see the result but have that further away in time versus like looking at it right then and there Mm. and going back and forth because it really affects the next post man like if something doesn't perform how i think it's going to perform it messes with my head for the mm. next one. So it makes me try extra hard. What that? What is extra hard? Like, how is that going to be different? All I've got is this stress of like, is this all going away? Is, is <laughs> yeah. I, I, what did I do wrong? Because if I, if I don't have a key point or a piece of data that I can look at and say, okay, let's tweak this in a more objective way, then it's all just emotional. Mm. It's all subjective. It's all feelings. And those oftentimes aren't really helpful when you're trying to analyze something. Mm. So it's like, yeah. So you find that's useful for kind of taking the emotion out of it? Like I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting with that. That's why I haven't really gone into the comments of the YouTube video. Mm. I haven't really looked at the numbers. I've only sort of like looked at them re- more recently, like almost a week and a half out of posting it because it's like, well, what difference is that going to make for the next one? Mm. It's cool to read the comments and get some more qualitative data of what people were thinking about it, what they liked about it, what they didn't like about it. And I'm seeing some common threads there, which is cool. It's like, okay, keep doing this kind of content because people are liking not this format necessarily, a bit about the format, but the way that it was it was explained, mm. which is kind of the way I explain stuff. It's like, it's all from my experience. It's not like these are rules. It's just like, try it out. This is what I did and it might help you kind of thing, which is resonating with people, mm. which is cool. But I, from the pure like view number, doesn't really tell me much apart from how 
how stressed I'm going to be for the next one. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky one, but I re- I'd, I'd really like to explore playing with that Chrome extension. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would call it. I'd want to come up with some cool name, just like- What does it do? Hides- Calm things. content or like, that sounds wanky, but like, yeah. It just, just hides all the numbers. Yeah. You, just, you just find the ID of all these different, and they will change it and they're going to update it or whatever, but yeah, try, find the ID of all the divs that show those numbers. Mm-hmm. And just go through, hide them all, because it doesn't. It's no use to me at that point in time. They're useful at a certain point in time, but not always to be looking at it constantly. Yeah. Do you feel like when you're looking at those numbers, it's like time almost slows down? Kind of. Well, it's it's like anxiety as it's loading. Like I'm like, like that little circle comes <laughs> up. I'm just like, okay, how's this post going? It's just like circle, 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 ding, and it's like. One of two things, or one of three things, I'm either going to be happy, I'm either going to be relieved because it's met the minimum of what I expected that it would go, or I'm going to be not annoyed, but just like let down. Yeah. And then that turns into stress. Mm-hmm. So, and that's probably just a personal thing. Other people probably don't care as much or they care more than me. So that's going to, that's going to vary by different people's use cases, but yeah. Just something I wouldn't have thought that would have affected me too much because you can intellectualize this stuff so much. You can just be like, just don't worry about the numbers. Just post. But I'd be lying if I said that they didn't affect me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easier said than done. Much easier said than done. Yeah. And you can't really control your automatic reaction to something. No. But I think I can train myself to, like particularly with outside world stuff like building habits and that Mm. kind of stuff. Changing the environment is one of the biggest key things if I want to stop eating bad, I just won't buy the bad food so it's not in the house. So then I have no option but to eat good, mm-hmm. right? Same thing here. Numbers stress me out. Don't be in a position to view the numbers until I'm ready and I'm in a more sort of chilled mindset and then I'll view them when I want to view them. So mm. it's changing the environment to change the behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Rant over. <laughs> but yeah. Now, something that's been I've been thinking about more lately, and even there is a benefit in the mental game of having multiple platforms that you're posting on, because it's almost like multiple bets. Yeah, one yeah. will do better on Twitter, another will pop off on YouTube, another will fall flat on Instagram. So it's kind of like giving me also probably not healthily, but more chances to succeed in my mind mm-hmm. as well with any one particular post or idea. Or content test mm-hmm. or something like that so that's a benefit in that respects but i think just doing it for all of them and just not looking at all of them for a period of time and then coming back later on mm. i think that's the hard thing about like i don't think the hard thing is making the content so much it's more just like managing yourself you know what i mean and the expectations yeah and your expectations and yeah exactly yeah because like, that's really what stops you like, mm. you know we could give you so many tips on how to create a YouTube video, what software to use, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. But it's like, you'll figure that stuff out. It's not the hard part, I think. That's like the most, the, the technical side and how to, yeah, that stuff's very figure outable. Mm. It's the intangible stuff that's tricky because you don't even know it's a problem until it's like kind of almost too late. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm in a bad mood today. Yeah. Oh, because you're anxious because you haven't either created or you've looked at the numbers and it's manifesting itself in a different way in your life and you're more snappy with people and this and that. And it's just like, ugh. It's, yeah, it's weird, man. So, yeah, I'm trying to – I've identified it and now I'm trying to 
spin it on his head and not do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, there's a practicality to looking at the numbers because it's a business. Yeah. I can't just be blind to it. It's like, oh, it's a, I need money to come through. Yeah. Right. So you've got to look at those numbers and that kind of stuff. But Try yeah. to remove all the bad emotions from it. Yeah. Be more objective about the whole thing. Yeah. I think that's the best. Be, be more robotic. Just uh, maybe we can do a call back to your video. Make it less like a gamble when you look at your numbers. Yeah, we go. Yep. That's exactly right. Less like an emotional gamble. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, da, 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 ding, awesome. I'm happy today. <laughs> I mean, that's probably why you want to look at it, right? It's like a slot machine. Oh, it is. It it's is. like a dopamine slot variable, machine. Whatever it is, that tool that user interface and user experience designers use is that variability. It's why you can stay on TikTok or even Pinterest. It never ends. You don't, it's never the same thing mm-hmm. it comes. It's always there. It's why the pokies or the oh, slot yeah. machines, that's why they're so prevalent. Yeah, it's, it's got that variability. You never know. It's the next. It's the next one that's going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's the next one I'm going to make X amount of money. It's the next. You know what I mean? While it's slowly bleeding you dry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, this is it, it, this one emotionally bleeds you dry. Yeah. So yeah, you just got to kind of stop that and just play the game at arm's distance. I think is the something I'm going to experiment with more so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But talking about the numbers uh-huh. with YouTube, the video's going well. <laughs> so disregard we everything to, we so said. Disregard everything. <laughs> but from a pure practicality standpoint, yeah. I've taken that time. Yep. Video's gone well. Working on a couple of more video ideas. Uh-huh. Care to share or still? Uh, no, they're still so in flux. I don't even know how. I wouldn't know how to explain them. Mm-hmm. So they're very just really rough draft sort of videos. It was interesting to see and kind of encouraging that where the video clicks came from wasn't my Instagram. Mm. So that seed of like that following that I've got already didn't hugely impact the bulk number of views Mm. or clicks on the video where most people came from was recommended, Mm -hmm. which was interesting and should be a kind of- So YouTube's algorithm works. Yeah. Well, at least in this case, could have been a complete fluke, but it was interesting. So it's not like, yeah, cool. I just took all the followers and then showed them the video. Or all the followers clicked on my stories or the reel or whatever. Mm. It probably helped a little bit to like maybe initially. Yeah, I imagine like it did. Kick, kick it off a little bit. I'm not going to pretend that it didn't, but I think it should be a an interesting, positive, motivating thing for people that are getting started. Mm. You don't necessarily need a, a massive following to see or, or get your videos seen mm. through YouTube. And I can imagine for you, it's like a reminder that there's so many people out there that haven't seen your stuff. Yeah. Like there's so many. Not like I was expecting. It's like, you don't know who I am. (laughs) Uh, What have you been doing with your life for the last two years? Excuse me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it is interesting to see people. One of the, like from a comment standpoint, one of the very interesting things that I was seeing is I watched this video, lovely comments about it, and I wanted to binge. Like this is a consistent content. I wanted to binge. Mm. The very specific wording with a lot of these comments, I wanted to binge all of your other videos, but you don't have any. Mm. Can't wait to see your next content. That is such a pattern that I've seen through mm. so many comments. It's like interesting. Okay, so that's how people are consuming. Yeah, they find someone new, they like them, boom, then they go into all the other videos, which is really hitting home that idea of that library that you're yeah, creating, the gold mine, the gold mine yeah. that you want to sort of think about when putting content out there, mm. and why going quote unquote viral 
or having one video kick off. That's not the goal. It's building that value, that compounding interest of content over time mm. on your platform, which is the real value. Mm. And it's not any one particular piece of content that's going to do anything. Like, because if I just stop now, it's just like, okay. And I made, from a numbers perspective, I've made like $180 US from ads on an eight-minute video. It's got like 150K views. Right, so that's about where I like talking to someone else that's in this space. That's about where it is. It, it should be, mm -hmm. and some proportion of those people probably went and bought your tutorial. Yeah, I haven't looked at that yet. That's an end of the month sort of thing. So I don't know. I'd, I'd imagine that's going to be more, mm -hmm. just from messages that I've got of people saying that they enjoyed it. There was like a lot more mes messages mm -hmm. of them saying that they enjoyed the tutorial and that kind of thing. So, but yeah, to give you a bit of insight on what any one particular video would make ads wise that's why the ads isn't just having that as your main yeah yeah it really like incentivizes viral videos doesn't it definitely yeah because yeah. i mean what you extrapolate and this is in my that niche as well so different niches hmm. will have different so from my research there's something called uh, cpm which is i think it's like clicks per melee like melee meaning a thousand mm -hmm. so that's what someone uh, like an advertiser on average is going to pay mm -hmm. for like a thousand views. Mm -hmm. You only get a portion of that, usually half, I think. Yeah, I think it's even half, a little right? bit less. At least in my analytics, it's a little bit less. And different industries are going to have higher or lower CPMs. Mm -hmm. I know the finance industry, you get you get double digit CPMs, <laughs> yeah. which is like where a video that's like a hundred thousand video might net you a couple of grand mm. and that's where those guys are just raking in the cash because mm -hmm. you've got like credit card companies and stuff that all like gambling companies gambling yeah. like all that yeah. sort of like all the people interested in finance yeah they've just got they're willing to pay because the long tail of someone signing up to their credit card they can stay on that for the rest of their life mm. so they're willing to pay a lot higher price versus say like an obscure niche mm -hmm. i think mine was around five dollars something from what I was looking at, mm -hmm. not great, not terrible, but it's not something that I'm going to be focusing on as my main source of income yeah. by any means. Like, yeah. But the thing is, that's going to compound over time, hopefully, if the content's evergreen enough and it sort of keeps going instead of – and that's one th and another thing that I've found is people, like new people are finding it consistently, whereas on Instagram, it's just one and done. Mm -hmm. For the first day, it's like, cool. All these people have watched the video. All these people looked at the carousel, commented, liked, blah, 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 saved. And then it's kind of done. Mm -hmm. Where here, it's like, cool, it's there. It's on the library. Someone sees my library, they go watch, and then it gets recommended, and then it goes blah, 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 blah. And then you, it just, that cycle. And if you've got like, say, a thousand videos there over time, oh, yeah. that's a lot of views per day, even at that $5 CPM, right? Let's mm -hmm. even say like a, like a $1 CPM. Or like that you get out of that and you're getting what, like 20,000 views a day. I mean, that's like 20 bucks a day. That's not nothing over the space of a year. That's like a few grand. Mm. Like it's it's just sort of like compound, but it's definitely like not something. And then you add sponsorships over the top of that. Then you have your own products and bits and pieces. Yeah. And then like- You can see how you can really make a career. From you can make a, uh, like a lot, a lot of cash if mm. you play- your cards right on YouTube, I think, and that's the goal, right? That's like from a business perspective, I want to, yeah, just become financially independent, but not just through 
YouTube, but I think that's going to be a good vehicle. Mm-hmm. And it's the thinking about purely the customer as well in what situation are they looking at your content. On Instagram, it's a little bit more fleeting. It's a little bit more, okay, cool, like, swipe, 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 next. Yeah. Whereas this, they're sitting down, they're getting to know you a little bit better. They're getting to know the way that you present your work, what they might expect from some, like a product that you're going to be selling. They know a little bit about how you explain things and blah, 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 and then they get to know you a little bit better, which then I think increases the likelihood of them converting. Mm. Again, I haven't looked at the numbers, but from people that I've heard that I know that have products out there through YouTube, the conversions are so much higher on YouTube, as mm. say like Instagram, and even less on TikTok because TikTok is so like, I, I couldn't even tell you the name of someone yeah. on TikTok. It's so like so fast. quick. It's like, yeah. haha, that was fantastic. I might share that with whoever yep. next. Who was it? I don't know. Next, next, next. It's just, but then you've got TikTok people that are like huge. So that, yeah. Yeah, there's so many different verticals. You've got the viral ones, which they can charge like double digit thousands per like TikTok posts because they are, they've got so many eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the niche people that aren't making very much, like they're not getting many views on TikTok, but they might, get a few views on YouTube and they might be making six figures plus because they've got a real niche that's yeah. ready to buy in a particular, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not all about the views. It's all contextual based on who you are and your niche and blah, 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 and that kind of thing. But I have had a lot more emails come through sponsorships wise as well. Because um, of the YouTube. Because of YouTube. I just done that one video. So that's interesting as well. Mm. So. Yeah, got to navigate that. We were talking before, like just like my time keeps going. Like, so yeah, I'd really like to think about how I can systematize all this stuff and/or hire someone to help me out with some of this stuff. And but yeah, that's going to come a little bit, little bit further down the track. I'll still keep grinding, doing my thing for quite a while. But yeah, but yeah, that's a bit of insights on that that first video. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've learned a lot from just that one. Yeah, and I could be looking way. Too deep into this one data point, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be more more interesting as I have like a hundred videos. Then I can go back yeah. and really get some insights and just pour over the data objectively and at an arm's distance, yeah. <laughs> ideally. Uh-huh. But yeah, so that hopefully that might help someone out there to sort of yeah get the first one going. Yeah, yeah, that's someone I'm looking at right now. Like yeah, it's you, my friend. Oh, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe we'll workshop something at some point. That would be that great. Would I'd love to workshop content with you because yeah. I've got so many ideas. Like for you, your Twitter, mm. tweets, threads, even carousels, like just experiment stuff that we could workshop and get some stuff rolling. And mm-hmm. yeah, it would be so fun because I love the te- I love the tech side of stuff. And the, yeah, uh, it's just an, an interesting sort of niche for me as well. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you very much once again. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you in the next one. See you in the next one. Awesome.